0: this movie was fucking wild man
1: (laughs) (laughs) let's do our intro
0: hey everyone i'm alexa and i'm catherine And we're the girls behind Tickets, Please. And on today's episode, we're talking about Independence Day. So? (laughs) So this was my first time watching this. And my first note is not the exploding titles. (laughs) (laughs) But did you like it? I did. It took me a while to like it, though. So overall, I think it's so bad, it's good. But in the beginning, it was just so
1: bad, it's bad. I'm surprised because I haven't seen it in a long time. Mm -hmm. Probably since, I don't know, the late 90s, maybe, when I was however old I was. But... As I was watching it, I was thinking at certain times it had Twister energy. Yeah. At certain times it had Armageddon energy. It does, yeah. And it's just like the ultimate B adventure action movie. And it's like horrifically bad, (laughs) but in a campy way that makes it good. And I was just thinking there's no way that Alexa is not going to love this. It's every, it checks off every one of your boxes. (laughs) I
0: think it was just that I haven't seen it before now. And so the special effects really were like, I think stuff technologically just did not hold up in a way that damaged, especially the first part of the movie. And then some of the dialogue, man. (laughs) (laughs) Are you kidding? All of the dialogue. Listen. I, it has been a long time since I've laughed as hard as I did when he punches an alien and says, Welcome to Earth. I, yeah. I <laughs> thought that was one of the funniest things I have ever seen, maybe in my whole life. If you
1: had been <laughs> older at this time and not uh, however old you one, were, I think, I, I think months old or yeah. something. Yeah, one and a half, you would have known that that was the biggest line from the movie. And one of the things that Will Smith was already famous from being on Fresh Prince and all that. But this is what, at least in my memory, this is what exploded Will Smith. Mm. And that was the line from Independence Oh, I knew immediately. (laughs) I, I was like, this
0: probably made every trailer. People heard this probably hundreds of hundreds of times. That is... If you needed one second of the movie to give you what the movie is, it's him punching an alien and saying, welcome to Earth.
1: (laughs) But also the fact that for the last 25 years, my mom has regularly been saying, Let's kick
2: the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy.
1: (laughs) Which, please put the clip in and do not leave me saying that in. (laughs) Harry Connick Jr. calling Will Smith Big Daddy is honestly, that makes the entire thing worth it. How hot was Jeff Goldblum?
0: please I okay wait so I wrote a lot of like just <laughs> I wrote wait let me see where it is because I can't remember what I wrote I it was like one of my fourth to last notes there was just such a beautiful shot of him and I said I Jeff know Go- the one
1: that you're talking about I said Jeff Goldblum is hot I'm sorry which, <laughs> like, tell me which shot was. what did who's so who's sorry he's notoriously hot. He is... Did you never totally is, grasp it No, now?
0: because because I was a kid when I watched a
1: lot of movies okay. he was in, so I didn't so it's see him like as hot. like those TikToks I was making. Yes, it literally which, By is. the way, I'm making one of this, like watching Independence Day as an adult.
0: I know exactly which shot it was. It's when they're right about to leave for their mission. And, and I think his ex-wife is saying something to him and it's just a one shot of him and he just Looks hot as ever. My second note was Blair's mom, who was a, an icon. I knew you would be thrilled. <laughs> How gorgeous is she? The outfit that she's wearing again at the end—that flannel the plaid over- shirt, yeah, the plaid like flannelly shirt, yes, loosely over high-waisted like khaki-colored slacks. Please, and then she had like aviator glasses on at some point. Her hair, the flowiness oh, of her hair, it was amazing.
1: The perfect amount of hairspray that gives like a loose 90s vibe. It was very Helen Hunt in Twister. That same kind of energy where it's the loose shirts over. Oh, God. Vivica Fox, when she wakes up in the rubble and she crawls out with her son and they go and they're like traipsing through to find that 18 wheeler, whatever truck that they eventually find. Excuse me. (laughs) Though I will say that her
0: action sequence... Was one of the moments where I was like, wow, this is a bad movie. It, when she's running with her son from the fire and then like <laughs> goes into that maintenance closet thing, uh, that shot, and then the dog is leaping through the fire to get into the closet. I
1: was like, what is this? <laughs> and that the closet door was never oh, yeah. even closed. No, she presumably just... lived just because <laughs> she. In a force field of the
0: closet. Yeah, fire doesn't go into (laughs) closets. It's an an A plus tip for anyone
1: running away from fire. I read a bunch of reviews. The, The oldest I could find on Rotten Tomatoes was from 2000. A bunch of critics were saying like the special effects alone make it worth it oh it was my gosh deal.
0: it's amazing because they <laughs> did not hold up because i think no. there are movies that are older than this that maybe are a little because what the problem with it is is it really utilized the special effects People talk about Michael Bay and explosions. Roland Emmerich, I think, is giving him a run for his money. I mean, every instance where he could use a fireball or a explosive effect, he took it. He did not miss out on any opportunity to use that effect.
1: I read something about that this, I think, holds the record maybe for most miniature models used In a film,
0: I would definitely believe that
1: blowing him up left and right. (laughs) When they finally negate the force field thing, Uh and what's his name, Randy Quaid flies up the center to explode the ship. (laughs) for For eleven minutes, we're watching hundreds and hundreds of mini explosions on the ship. It was honestly. The fact that him and Dennis Quaid came from the same DNA is, I'll never be able to wrap my mind around that.
0: I had a note about him because about halfway through when we were seeing his story, I wrote, why is the drunk crop duster pilot a part of the movie? I I could not understand what role it played or why we were watching that story. And then we got to the end and I was like, oh, because they needed somebody to sacrifice themselves. That wasn't like one of the main four people.
1: Also is extremely drunk. Drunk and then suddenly sober and yes. then very quickly extremely drunk yeah. again like it goes back and forth
0: it was all over the place the the thing with his children was a little weird they're like he's incompetent then he might be a little crazy he's been abducted by aliens we're not really sure what happened there it doesn't really get explained or any kind of context given to that then he's a very talented competent pilot that saves the day I, I don't know. He's drinking at the training seminar that they're having. Uh,
1: It was a little. And then he has like seven quippy lines as he's flying into the blue ray. Yeah.
2: (laughs) All right. You alien assholes. In the words of my generation. Up.
1: I think some of the best lines of the movie, even though a lot of them are cheesy, Mm -hmm. are when Will is dragging the alien through the desert. And I don't know if it's just because of his talent that he can deliver them better or if the lines themselves are better, but I actually thought that part was funny. You
2: know, this was supposed to be my weekend off. I knew you got me out here dragging your heavy ass through the burning desert. With your dreadlocks sticking out the back of my parachute. You gotta come down here with an attitude. Hacking all big and bad. And what the hell is that smell?
1: I could have been at a barbecue! And the line that he says, like, and what's that smell or something? (laughs) Oh, yes. Wasn't even in the script. Apparently, those salt flats... Smell because there's like, I don't know, some sort of briny, whatever, Mm -hmm. something there. And so he just shouted that. I will say that was one of
0: my favorite locations. That wide open, salty desert was sick. And some of the Mm -hmm. best shots of the whole thing were on when he was there with the alien in the beginning and then at the end. My favorite shot, by far my favorite shot, was when him and Jeff Goldblum are coming from the, and they're in their pilot's uniform and they still are smoking the cigar.
1: That was all I needed. I could have just watched (laughs) that one scene. Will was actually not the first choice for that character. Really? Who was? From what I found, I didn't get a chance to finish looking. I probably should now, but I know one of the people they considered was Ethan Hawke. But they decided he was too young.
0: I could see that. It would have been different, but I could see it.
1: This was also Will's highest grossing film ever up until 2019. Really? Not Men in Black? Wow. I'm sure Men in Black is a franchise, but... Yeah, but... As a standalone. Uh, Assuming this article I read is right, but it was written in 2021, which was the 25th anniversary.
0: When we finally see the ship after, because we have a lot of scenes where it's just in a fiery cloud of uncertainty. When we finally do see the ships emerge from that haze, that was really cool. I did. I was pretty pumped when that happened. But then they just took it over the edge because the shots of the ships like coming over the cities, especially the one over the Capitol building, was so obviously a green screen nightmare that I was like, you guys, it looks better in many other scenes. But that scene over the Capitol building, It was as if it was over a tiny little camera. I could tell that it was one little ship that was flying (laughs) over one lens. (laughs) What did you think of the aliens? The aliens were scary because those are practical. So it was not as, it wasn't CGI. You could tell they were puppets. So Mm -hmm. I thought it held up a little bit better than the CGI technology they used for a lot of other scenes. Because when they're doing the surgery on that alien And I knew there was going to be a jump scare with it either waking up or opening or something, but it was still intense. The opening scene with Steven and Jasmine in bed and their son coming to get them and them walking outside was ridiculous.
1: I thought it was so good. He bends up to get the paper. He's just so God. he's finally on leave. This man has been working his ass off. He's finally on leave. He's enjoying his time off with his girl and, and her son, and he goes out and gets the paper, and all the neighbors are panicked and loading on their cars. And it's so good. I think part of the reason why you love Armageddon and all Twister and all those other yeah. ones is because of the nostalgia factor. Yeah. So it makes sense that. This one, I don't have
0: the nostalgia.
1: Yeah. But my God, for me, (laughs) um, I, like I said, I haven't seen this in 20 years. There were a ton of lines that I still remembered. This was the highest grossing film of 1996. Wow. What was number two and number three? See if you can guess. 96? You could even look up a list. Oh, I'll give you a hint that both numbers two and three are also blockbusters. Okay. Although I guess that goes without saying, right? Okay, let's see. Read me a few that you're seeing because I actually can't even remember what else there was.
0: Well, Twister did come out in 1996, but I don't know if that would have been number one or number two. I'm sure it did well. Oh, Mission Impossible. That has to be one, right? I'm not going to tell you till you have your full two choices. All right. It, Mission Impossible has got to be on the list. Karen McGuire, ugh. Scream came out in 96, but I can't imagine that it did that well. That's become more famous after the fact. Twister, Fargo. No, that's not a blockbuster. The English Patient, The Birdcage. Those are not blockbusters. Executive Decision. It's a big movie. That's a thriller, but I don't know if it's that enough to. All right. I'm going to
1: go. I'm going to lock in my answer with Twister and Mission Impossible. You are correct. Hell yeah, baby. Scream. Let's see what Scream was. Jerry Maguire was eight. Wow, and Scream was twelve. Where's Romeo and Juliet? Your faith, and at fourteen is Michael that I I'm trying to get you to watch with John Travolta. Is Romeo and Juliet? I don't think it was. I, I it's probably quite low on this list.
0: Well, according like, to IMDb's list that's sorted by popularity, it's number three. It it took time thirty four. Wow. I thought it was hysterical that the entire movie is basically one long Coke commercial. Product placement has never stood out to me in movies, ever.
1: I didn't notice it
0: at all. There was basically a a two-minute conversation about Coke cans when jeff goldblum is in his office and there's a coke there's a coke can on the ground that's crushed he picks it up holds it up and is like what is this and then he's like where does it belong and like throws it in the recycling so not only was it like product placement for coke but it was a recycling push because then there's a callback to that later when they shoot the coke can that's the demonstration for disabling the shield and then he throws that in the recycling bin too well
1: he's Saving the earth. Yeah. One can at One a time.
0: can of Coke at a time. I thought it was funny how a plot point is literally that Jeff Goldblum is in a pissing match with the literal president of the United States because he thinks that his wife might have had an affair with him at some point. I'm like, this is like a drama you would see in like a buddy comedy. And it's the president of the United States that he's had this <laughs> feud with.
1: The studio wanted to call it doomsday. Doomsday. But when when Bill Pullman says that final line when he's giving the speech to the crowd. Which did pump me up, by the way.
2: Mankind, that word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interest. Perhaps...
1: They put that in because, like, the writers, because they wanted it to be called Independence Day, and the studio chose Doomsday. Really? So they put that line into that speech, and apparently the crowd was not supposed to have the reaction they did, but they got so pumped up (laughs) that they left it in. The patriotism was
0: hysterical. Speaking of hysterical, the montage of all of the countries getting the Morse code
1: (laughs) plan from um, the United States. I was dying. It was the most stereotypical depiction of every single one of those countries or regions that I've ever seen.
0: (laughs) But they were all so game. They were like, let's (laughs) do it. When are we leaving?
1: (laughs) But of course, we didn't see any of those countries participate in saving the world. We just have to know that maybe they did something in the background. Yeah, they were there. Them getting married before
0: the mission was really cute, but that ring was so
1: bad. The dolphins surrounding the diamond.
0: Are you kidding me? Come
1: on. It is something a 12-year-old would wear. There is significance to it. Let me see. Yeah, it was, he says it.
2: Jasmine kind of has a thing for dolphins, I don't know.
1: Oh, yeah, and she's wearing, not only is she wearing dolphin earrings throughout the movie, but also a dolphin pendant. Wow. All right, then maybe he was just trying to complete the set. <laughs> I
0: didn't know she had pre-existing <laughs> dolphin jewelry on throughout the movie. I'm
1: looking at a Reddit thread and somebody said, you know she's thinking, I pretended to like dolphins one time and now it's <laughs> dolphins for everything. <laughs>
0: Oh my god i love
1: the concept that he bought her the pendant and the earrings and that that's <laughs> maybe he even bought her one like he bought her the pendant and yeah. she was like it's oh my gosh it's beautiful i love it and she started wearing it regularly and then the next year he was like you know what i'm gonna really, complete her, her would look set. really
0: great <laughs> with that pendant is some earrings. So like she
1: had to pretend she liked it as much yeah and then... And then the engagement ring just Before the you know deal. it, you have dolphin magnets <laughs> all over your fridge from everyone who goes on any vacation anywhere.
0: I loved Jeff Goldblum's presentation about the... What's his
1: character's name?
0: I don't know. They don't say their names that often, to be honest. No. I don't know any of their names. David. When David is giving his presentation... I love at the end when he makes his whole point and then he's like... Which will disable it and that'll disorient the smaller ships below and that could buy it, I think, at least some time to uh,
1: to take them take out, take them down, do your, do your stuff. You know? How does he play the same character in everything he does?
0: I don't know, but I did catch the subtle not-so-subtle reference to Jurassic Park that they made, when when they're on their way out of the tunnel that they're running from the aliens in their ship, he said, must go faster, must go faster, which he says in Jurassic Park.
1: I thought if anybody would catch that reference, it would have been you. Please. You know
0: how many times I've seen Jurassic Park? Uh-oh, they're closing up on us. Is that closing? Shut up, shut up, shut up!
2: Must go faster. Must go faster. Must go faster. Must go, faster. go, 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 go! Oh! Must
0: go faster. One of my favorite Will lines that I wrote down was when they are, when they first get in the ship and he finally learns how to accelerate it forward. He's like,
2: I have got to give me one of these.
0: And also when they're in the ship and the, he does the oops thing at first, and then David gets mad mm-hmm. and then he does the same thing. And Will just looks at him and he says, we're going to, have to work on our communication. So you did like the dialogue. Yeah. The the second half was noticeably better to me than the first half. The second half, the only thing cheesy was the dialogue. So it was okay because I thought the action was better and that the effects were not as extreme. So it was better. So it wasn't so much cheese
1: that it was overloading. Oh my God. It's a from an interview recently with Vivica Fox. She said, "I had to audition six times to get the part." Jesus. I go to the audition in this tight white patent leather jumpsuit with heels and makeup on. When we finished, the casting director said, the character's a stripper. I see you've got a nice little body here (gasps) in that white jumpsuit. But that's just what she does for a living. She's a mom. I want you to go and watch Speed and look at the way Sandra Bullock is dressed and how she carries herself. Vivica said, I watched Speed. I went and got a cute little dress with ruffles, some combat boots and ankle socks. As soon as I walked in, she goes, oh, maybe the casting director was a woman that makes it a little bit better oh he goes you did your homework good girl ew why are people talking like this
0: (laughs) also why did (laughs) she have to be a stripper i thought that was one of the dumbest plot points because it they only use it in the beginning and then it kind of gets dropped it never really gets brought up except for when she's telling the first lady that she's an exotic dancer it was just so unnecessary why did she have to be a stripper
1: just a classic 90s thing yeah, Jeff Goldblum said he didn't want to appropriate from his Jurassic Park character.
0: <laughs> One thing that I wrote down in the beginning, everybody was constantly saying, "Like we gotta leave town." What is leaving town going to do? What are what they're like? Get pack up and get out of town. To where? Where are they going to go that's not going to, that's going to be safe from the like dozens of alien UFOs that have come down and are going to
1: slowly destroy the world? I don't think they know at that point that once they destroy the major cities, well, they don't even know for sure that they're going to be destroyed. But if they assume that they are, they don't necessarily know that after that they might leave. They don't know if they're going to move on to (laughs) Albuquerque (laughs)
0: It was just so many people were like, get out of town, get out of town. I'm like, I don't know that getting out of town is really going to help us much here, honestly.
1: One of your sisters in Bridgeport, go. Yeah, I'm like, Bridgeport? (laughs) I made that up, I don't know. (laughs)
0: Whatever, I think he sends her to Atlanta oh yeah <laughs> which also harvey firestein how did he become an actor with that voice <laughs> if it's probably why you can't even understand a lot of the lines he's saying he's amazing I mean, thank god i had subtitles on i was like
1: harvey <laughs> by the way you mentioned uh birdcage before i huh. feel like you should do an episode on it i i texted you where i told you that i
0: rewatched recently for the first time probably since i was like 11, it holds up in a, in a way that I wasn't, I mean, obviously, of course, with the, the concept of the movie, there's some things that do not hold up, but I was surprised at how funny I still found it.
1: Yeah. The second half I think is weird. But it does. The first half is extremely good and funny. It definitely loses steam halfway through.
0: I couldn't believe that Bill Pullman was part of the airstrike. I'm like, the president of the United States is going to get in a plane and and be a part of a military operation it was really something. His speech was good, though. It it was effective. I was fired up. Though the music following it and the music in general, I wanted it toned down a couple of notches. It was a, a, a lot of music. Yeah, I did a lot of muting. Yes, because I understand that in an action movie, it's used effectively to build suspense and tone. But there were times where people were just talking and the music is so loud. Lower it down. We don't need <laughs> this. We don't need an orchestra version of this symphony going on
1: while they're speaking. You know what I thought was really good? The scene where that scientist is in that closed off lab with the alien and a few other assistants Mm -hmm. and stuff and the alien wakes up and kills them all yeah when the alien has him pushed up against the glass and is using his throat to speak his thoughts
2: What did want
0: us to do? Die. It was that was a good scene. Good and scary. It was very scary. I was scared because the scene prior to it with them operating on the alien had built enough suspense that now you were kind of on edge of what was going to happen. I loved the shot of all of the RVs riding across the white flat desert as he comes up with the alien and they all, some of them kind of pass him by and then Randy Quaid stops to ask him if he needs a ride.
1: That was so cool.
0: That was a cool shot.
1: I was anxious when he first spots them and he drops the alien and he's waving them down. I I was like, are they going to see you? (laughs) You know how visibility gets weird sometimes in the desert like that? I couldn't remember what happened. Obviously I knew they weren't going to hit him, but yeah.
0: After it ended the, suggestions on amazon were the new one that came out in like 2016 or something it's independence day resurgence and the trailer played it looked good i might be watching <laughs>
1: <laughs> the reviews for that are way 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 worse
0: oh i'm sure it was terrible i'm sure it's the same i'm sure it's by <laughs> are no any means. of these people even in it who's in it no actually all of them but will smith are in it no. His father is even in it. Jeff Goldblum's father is in it. Jeff is in
1: it. Bill Pullman is in it. What's that actor's name who plays Jeff's father? Because I love that man. Judd Hirsch. I know that name, but I never knew that was him. <laughs>
0: me too. As I just
1: said his name, I thought I do know Judd Hirsch. Oh, that's why. Okay. It, when I hear that, it makes me think of Judd Nelson. Oh, uh, <laughs> different
0: thing entirely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. How was it rewatching it after not seeing
0: it for so long?
1: It was great. It was ridiculous. Did you see it in the theater when it came out or? I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah. I was really young. So I don't. Yeah. I don't totally remember. Actually, I wasn't that young. <laughs> now that I think about it, but um, I'm almost positive I saw it in the theater. I can't imagine that I didn't. I'm sure I went with my dad and grandma. <laughs>
0: So you want to end the app?
1: Yeah, I can't remember how I end them.
0: You say, all right, if you enjoyed this episode, please share about it on stories or with someone that you think might enjoy it. And then I say, <laughs> or leave us a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify. Okay.
1: <laughs> all right. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone who you think might like it. And leave us a review on Apple and on Spotify. Thanks, guys. Oh, wait. I didn't say till next time. Shit. So say no. I got to do that again. <laughs> we do that <it> again. <laughs> till next time what say bye
0: bye